Good morning, Alex and friends. I'm Grace. Today is Thursday, February 8th, TH, 2024, and you're listening to Alex's News. Rising above the chill, Riverside prepares for a brisk Thursday with highs reaching 54.5 degrees and lows dipping to a cool 44.5. In today's news, the Supreme Court grapples with a politicized quandary. Should former President Trump be barred from appearing on presidential ballots? This controversial debate is sure to have far-reaching implications for American politics. Further inside the digital realm, we take a deep dive into how AI-generated deepfakes are shaping the future of elections. With the emergence of deceptively realistic video fabrications, challenges are plentiful, but so are the proposed solutions. We'll unpack the expert insights on this cyber battleground. And in a twist of retail and social media fusion, we explore how TikTok shop is disrupting the online marketplace. By marrying viral video content with e-commerce, TikTok is rapidly becoming a formidable rival to Amazon's throne. Stay tuned to discover how your favorite viral trends could be the new driver for product sales. We're following a significant development from the Supreme Court where former President Donald Trump's political future is hanging in the balance. At the heart of the legal battle is whether Trump should be disqualified from appearing on presidential ballots in multiple states based on a section of the Constitution referred to as the Insurrection Clause. Joining us to discuss this major story is our reporter Ethan. Ethan, can you walk us through the current situation? Certainly, Grace. The Supreme Court is delving into some historically complex territory here. They're examining a ruling by the Colorado Supreme Court which said that Trump couldn't hold the office of the presidency. This is based on Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, also known as the Insurrection Clause, which essentially states that any person who has engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the United States, or given aid or comfort to its enemies, is not allowed to hold public office. Now Ethan, that sounds like a very serious accusation. How are they linking this clause to former President Trump? Well, this all goes back to January 6, 2021, and the attack on the U.S. Capitol. Critics argue that Trump's conduct around the assault could be construed as insurrection, thus triggering Section 3 of the amendment. Currently, efforts to block his name from primary ballots for 2024 are underway. Some states, including Maine and Colorado, have already acted to disqualify him, though appeals are in motion, and several other states are considering similar action. This could potentially have huge implications for the 2024 presidential race, right? Exactly. If the Supreme Court rules against Trump, it could bar him from running for any public office, not just the presidency, significantly altering the political field for 2024 and beyond. Can you tell us a bit more about the Insurrection Clause itself and its history? Sure. The Insurrection Clause has its roots in the post-Civil War era, originally designed to prevent those who fought for the Confederacy from holding public office again. Its application to modern figures is unprecedented in recent history, and how it should apply today is open to interpretation. This case will effectively test its reach and its limits. With such a weighty decision ahead, has former President Trump commented on the proceedings? He has voiced concerns about fairness, hinting at broader repercussions for the country if he believes he isn't treated justly. Trump and his legal team argue that the application of this clause to his actions is a misinterpretation and that he should be allowed to stand for election. So what sources are we drawing from for all this information? We're leaning on reporting from NPR, analysis from Lawfare, 
and insights from CBS News to paint the full picture of the legal battle that's unfolding at the Supreme Court, Grace. Thanks for that thorough rundown, Ethan. We'll certainly be keeping a close eye on how the Supreme Court rules on this pivotal case. Of course, I'll be here to bring you the latest updates as soon as they happen. Perfect. Thank you, Ethan. Moving on to story two of three for this morning. Shifting gears to an issue gaining momentum in the digital world, we're talking about the rise of AI-generated deepfakes and the real risks they pose to elections globally. It seems our very democracy could be at stake. For an in-depth analysis, we have our reporter, Chloe, with the latest. Chloe, what can you tell us about the situation? Hi Grace, yes, this is a developing concern that has caught the attention of NPR News. The crux of the matter is that technology now allows for the creation of highly realistic images, videos, and audio, known as deepfakes, which are becoming a tool to spread misinformation during elections, and it's causing quite the stir among lawmakers and tech companies alike. That's quite alarming, Chloe. Can you break down for us some of the key incidents where these deepfakes have actually influenced real-world events? Of course. One standout incident occurred recently in New Hampshire, where voters were targeted by robocalls that purported to be from President Biden. The calls were advising people not to vote in the primary election. And this wasn't just a random impersonation, it turned out the voice was an AI-generated deepfake. Think about the implications of that. Similarly, over in Slovakia, there was a reported case where a deepfake audio clip may have swayed election results. Those cases really underscore the dangers here. So, what kind of legislative measures are being taken to combat this issue? Well, there's a push in many U.S. states to introduce or debate legislation aimed at regulating deepfakes, especially in the context of elections. For transparency, states are looking at laws that would require disclaimers on eye-generated media or even outright bans on deepfakes close to election times. It's an evolving field, with states like Alaska, Arizona, and Virginia, among others, taking the lead. Are tech companies responding in any practical way to help with this issue? They are. Tech giants like Meta, YouTube, and TikTok are beginning to take action by demanding clear disclosures on content that's eye-generated and are working on setting industry standards. The trick is balancing these regulations with concerns over freedom of speech and avoiding the unintended censorship of legitimate content, it's a fine line to walk. That does sound like a delicate balance. Chloe, what are some potential unintended consequences or challenges of regulating deepfakes, particularly in relation to elections? The big risk is that efforts to regulate could inadvertently affect free speech or fail to catch well-crafted deepfakes. There's also the potential for over-censoring legitimate content or simply not having much impact on election outcomes. The sophisticated nature of this technology means we're also facing technical challenges in even detecting deepfakes. It shows that there's a need for a broader strategy which involves collaboration from all parties including governments, companies, and the public. And how can the general public, as well as the government and tech platforms, adapt to combat the threat of deepfakes more effectively? It's all about developing laws and social norms that keep up with technology. For the public, that includes becoming more knowledgeable and discerning about the content they consume. Public awareness campaigns and digital literacy training can help here. Additionally, we all have a role in encouraging the creation and use of better detection tools in promoting responsible creation and sharing of content. It's quite a complex issue that really shows how technology can outpace our ability to regulate and manage it. Chloe, thank you for that comprehensive rundown and for shedding light on the deepfake dilemma affecting our elections. 
You're welcome, Grace. It's certainly an important topic to keep an eye on. Good morning to all our viewers. Here are some other headlines we have for you today. While Disney enthusiasts may have been anticipating news about Moana 2, it seems details remain scarce with no new updates to provide. If you're holding out for a sequel, it looks like the wait continues. Turning our attention to the landmark election case, it doesn't concern the Voting Rights Act directly but involves a significant Supreme Court challenge. Former President Donald Trump has sparked a constitutional debate over his eligibility to run in the 2024 election after the events of January 6, 2021. This decision will address a seldom-invoked Civil War-era provision for the first time in the court's history. In another critical legal decision, the Supreme Court struck down the independent state legislature theory, affirming that state legislatures do not hold exclusive authority over federal election rules. This decision in Moore v. Harper is set to impact the future of federal elections administration across the United States. Over in Ukraine, Colombian military contractors have joined the war effort, bolstering Ukraine's defenses as the conflict with Russia evolves into a war of attrition. The Ukrainian government remains tight-lipped about the figures, but the involvement of experienced foreign fighters points to the international dimensions of this prolonged struggle. In political news, Senator Mike Rounds of South Dakota has been isolated by his Republican peers after advocating for a move past unfounded election fraud claims. His stance highlights deep divisions within the GOP as they grapple with their identity and direction ahead of the 2024 electoral showdown. Trump's criticism of rounds underscores the tensions ahead of key political battles and funding deadlines. Switching to a lighter note, the Paris Olympics is all set to bring a touch of the Eiffel Tower to their games with medals incorporating pieces of the iconic structure. Designed by the esteemed jewelry house Chamit, these medals promise to be a blend of French sophistication and a tangible link to Parisian heritage. And finally, a heart-wrenching yet hopeful story has emerged from the Ukraine conflict, as young individuals who were illegally taken by Russia open up about their experiences. Their testimonies shed light on a humanitarian crisis and serve as a reminder of the many more who remain caught in the unfolding tragedy. That concludes our quick roundup of other headlines in the news today. Stay tuned for detailed stories and more updates later in the program. Turning our attention now to the trending world of e-commerce, TikTok Shop seems to be taking on industry giants like Amazon by leveraging the influence of viral content and social media celebrities. With e-commerce sales soaring as users seek out products featured in popular TikTok videos, the platform has truly coined the term, TikTok made me buy it. Joining us today to dive into this phenomenon is Ethan, our expert correspondent in this field. Ethan, can you give us a rundown of what's happening? Absolutely, Grace. So TikTok has gone beyond just being an entertainment app, it's now a major player in online shopping. This shift is driven by users who consume viral videos, often leading to impulsive purchases. A tagline that encapsulates this trend is, TikTok made me buy it, where consumers grab items endorsed by their favorite TikTok personalities or discovered through brand collaborations. That's quite a shift in the consumer landscape. I've also heard that Amazon has responded to this trend with something they're calling an internet-famous storefront? You're spot on. Amazon has indeed introduced internet-famous, a dedicated section showcasing products that have blown up on TikTok, 
like the cat crack catnip are those SCASUM leggings many might recognize. And to add, they've opened doors to influencers on TikTok, allowing those with over 10,000 followers to curate their favorite products in an Amazon storefront, crafting a tight-knit relationship between the two platforms. And with TikTok also launching the TikTok shop with impressive sales targets, what implications might this have for Amazon and the broader e-commerce market? The stakes are high, Grace. With TikTok aiming to hit $27 billion in TikTok shop sales, and their formidable success in Southeast Asia to back them up, they're not just knocking on Amazon's door, they're pushing it open. TikTok's move to set up in-app mini-stores and a traditional marketplace in the near future can realign where consumers' loyalties lie when shopping online. Viral videos and influencer endorsements are powerful, but what else should we be considering here? Are there other factors at play? Good question. We shouldn't ignore the sustainability angle. Popular products from TikTok often come from the fast fashion industry, a sector notorious for focusing on the short-term hype without much thought for long-term environmental or social impacts. This creates a challenge the platform may drive up unsustainable practices. However, increasingly, we're seeing a rise in eco-conscious content on TikTok, with some influencers steering their followers towards sustainable fashion options. That raises an important point about consumer responsibility in this space. Any thoughts on the long-term sustainability of these TikTok-driven shopping trends? It's a double-edged sword. While TikTok has democratized discovery and purchasing, enabling fast and widespread product popularity, this very speed can encourage throwaway culture and environmental harm. For a sustainable future, the spotlight needs to be on durably popular products, and both TikTok and consumers should pivot towards a more mindful shopping ethos. Thank you for that comprehensive analysis, Ethan. It sounds like TikTok's foray into e-commerce is as exciting as it is complex, with significant repercussions for consumer habits and industry practices. My pleasure, Grace. It's definitely a space to watch as it evolves and responds to these multifaceted challenges. Well, that's story three of three for us today. Remember to stay tuned for our regular updates. I'm Grace, and you're listening to our morning podcast. Have a great day ahead. That's all we have for now. Today's episode was made by Alexander King with GPT-4 Turbo. GPT-3.5 Turbo. The Perplexity API, and the Google Cloud Text-to-Speech API. I hope you have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow, Alex.